Welcome to the Wife Letters. My name is Josh. And I am Travis. You are. So delightful of you. Welcome to this week's episode of Wife the Wife Letters. Good evening and welcome to the Wife Letters this week. I'll be your first host, uh, Joshua Karbopoulos, and this is my second host, Travis Earl McKenna Karras. Uh, yes, thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, you, uh, you recently wrote your book about economics and uh, living as a single man. How do you, um, what, what inspired you? Um, well, I was sick of living, so Fair. I had to find a way to live, and I am a single man. That is, that is inspiring. I that know. is truly inspiring. We're going to take uh, a small break, but uh, when we come back, we'll have uh, Robert Frost here to read us a new poem. <laughs> is Robert Frost alive? I don't fucking <laughs> I don't know. Think so. You know what that reminds me of? The fucking radio station in, uh, in Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah Radio Pawnee. It's like, oh, no, we'll be listening to a, uh, a, a bongo drum rendition of a Russian uh, synth pop reenactment of Chekhov's first symphony. Robert Frost died in 1963. Solid. In Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> what are the chances? Um, no. Um, th- yeah, th- that th- was th- that was weird. That was something else. I don't know. Uh, no, yeah. that fucking that Parkinson Rock radio station. I was killing me with that. No, Leslie, uh, you tell me that you're uh, you're doing this book for reasons. <laughs> a very Larry King vibe I got. Yeah, because it it's the uh, NPR. Yeah, it was the NPR type. Like yeah, that's like, that's the joke. That's what they're making. Yeah, it, it's the uh, we're we're basically just fucking public radio, so we just do whatever weird. Well, shit I was comes up. um I was I was watching. I, I've been watching the new Twilight Zone episodes. So there's two out right now. Okay, they're fucking phenomenal. Yeah, the first one is not as spooky, but it's still like a good. Um, it's it's still good. Like it's a good story, but it's very predictable. Um, the second episode. Oh, is it the one with Adam Scott? No, Adam Scott's the second episode. Okay. So th- this is the one, and it's not. This is not a spoiler in any way. But the content of the episode, the whole point of it, is that um, it's there was an original Twilight Zone episode called uh, Terror at Twenty Thousand Feet, or twenty yeah twenty thousand feet, where it was an old episode where. The Simpsons made fun of it. Oh, with the gremlin on the plane. With the plane. gremlin on the side of the bus. So uh, the original was the guy's on a plane and he sees a gremlin on the wing. <laughs> Fucking but, gremlin episode. So the new episode has Adam Scott in this plane and he finds a device in the be- like in where in his seat in the back pocket, he finds a device that has a podcast on it. And the podcast is titled like the case of uh, flight the mi- the missing case of flight so and so whatever flight they're on. Let me get yeah. So, the, so the whole plot of it is that he's listening to this podcast that's telling him like, hey, your flight's gonna go missing, but it's like giving him little clues on to how to stop it. So like that's the whole episode is him trying to figure out how to stop this plane from uh, from huh. disappearing. That's a pretty neat concept. It is. Uh, I, it's a good like twist on it of the. You know, making it modern with podcasts and whatnot. As we know, podcasts are the thing right now. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it, it was a really good episode. But uh, yeah, the podcast is very like this voice telling you exactly how it is. On the missing flight of flight yeah. 937, I really don't know what flight patterns are. We uh, saw On November the- 16th at exactly... 11.16 p.m. Like every one of those fucking on true flight crime. On flight 11.16. Like any one of those fucking true crime podcasts. It was ex- it's yeah. exactly a true crime po- podcast. It was a... Uh, Maybe that's what we need to do. Maybe that's what we're missing. That's the audience we're missing. It was September 19th when he brutally murdered himself. It was September 11th, 1996 when Travis was born. And it was the September first, 11th, 2001. The first accident to happen on September 11th. <laughs> but certainly not the last. The lesser of... Sorry, the greater of two evils. <laughs> Um, now that's not me saying that 9-11 was okay i'm not gonna need to finish that sentence it should be implied it's a joke yeah i i was born on september 11th i'm allowed to make travis jokes. is a tragedy exactly i was the yeah. original tragedy there we go um they reminds me there's an old episode i was reading about this recently it was uh it was kind of like the boy cries wolf but it was about the red scare uh okay. back in like the 50s i think so when basically like the u.s government was like looking for communists and if you were a suspected communist it's like you're fucking done for yeah so it was back then or even like the witch the witch hunt like it was yeah, witch, he, yeah. it was like, about this guy who kept decl- kept accusing everybody of being communists and it was like it turned into like a boy cried wolf situation where it was like you know he's 
ruining the community around him and he's so zealous and up caught in everything that he doesn't realize what he's doing and people are like you know starting to believe him less yeah obviously yeah. the boy who cried wolf yeah yeah what, funny um funny enough i was actually reading about this recently because brian cranston was in a film called trumbo yeah which is about the red scare it's during that time when uh they had a blacklist in hollywood of like if you were suspected of being part of um like the communist party or having ties to communist russia or the ussr you were blacklisted from Hollywood. Okay, and so he played a writer who then went under a kind of like um, an, an alias and wrote an award-winning script. Oh. Yeah, because he's like, they're not going to stop me. Because it was, it, if I remember correctly, his whole character was like, no, I was, was like, I'm not actually a communist, but it's like, I'm on this blacklist now, so I can't do anything. So it goes into that kind of mentality back in like the 50s where it's like, you know, the Red Scare and stuff like that. Whereas, like, you know, if you were decl- if you were even so much as related to this or even, like, um, accused or thought of it, you're done for. And so the whole point is where he produces his greatest work while unable to put it under his own name. Yeah, that, that, that's a rough one. Yeah, but I want to... I got I to gotta check out that movie sometime. I love Brian Cranston, just in general. Yeah, Brian Cranston. Uh, very solid actor. Because um, you actually, this, uh, this afternoon, you and I were talking about Breaking Bad. Yeah, we were um mutual friend of ours has just started watching the show. Yeah. And uh a little late, but that you know, it happens. Like you've that's the thing. I find shows that I never watched when they I'm first came out. I'm just starting to watch Seinfeld for fuck's sake. Yeah. So like You've also just started watching Elf. <laughs> like, yeah, that's even worse. <laughs> so I mean, late is incredibly relative. Oh, yeah, like that's exactly it, it depends, but like it's always weird with a show like that, though, for sure. That was such a phenomenon when it was on. Yeah, it's like somebody now who says, like, I haven't seen a single episode of Game of Thrones. But. I mean, I haven't. I, but, I, I, you know yeah. what? Because I do. I recognize that. I think that's that the thing, though. It's like, it's. We're breaking bad with something I feel like everyone could really get into. I, I, I've seen Game of Thrones. I'm just not, like, it's too much for me. That's fair. See, one of the other things, too, I find that is a factor into it is. Whenever enough people say this is amazing, you need to watch this or you need to play this. That puts me off. The same. So I have the exact same thing happen. I still have yet to play Undertale. I own a copy. <laughs> I still me. have yet to play it because of all the times people were going about how amazing it was. And I, I, started, I worry about it not living up to the hype. I started it. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I enjoyed what I played. I probably played about two hours of it, but uh, I don't ever see myself replaying it or repicking it up. I want to play it at some point. It's just that it's finding the time when trying to complete other games. Yeah. But I that's a it's a weird phenomenon, don't you agree? Like where people will go and hype something up to such a degree where it turns you off. Yeah. But then there's those other people that these are the people that I hate when it's such a widely known great thing and then you uh, those people that are just against it because it's popular. Oh, the I'm, I'm not counter counterculture, yeah. or like the exactly. I don't oh. like it because it's mainstream. Exactly, uh, hipsters. I, 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 but not even hipsters. But like, I know a few people like that where it's just like, oh yeah, I refuse to watch. Fuck, I don't know what's popular. It, Stranger Things. Stranger Things is pretty popular. Because um, yeah. I even I was sort of like that. I, I Stranger Things was a perfect example for me of. I thought it was a little too overhyped. I didn't watch it, and then when I did watch it, I was like, wow, this actually is really good. It lived up to my expectations. See, for me, I haven't watched Stranger Things because the first time I heard about it, people said it's like there is moments of it that are scary. So for me, I I haven't gotten into it yet because I'm like, I haven't found anyone to watch it with consistently. I would So not, I know that I'm not going to sit down and watch something that might scare me. I would not say it's scary. I'd say it's tense in moments, okay. but there's never a point where I was like, oh my god. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Oh, I, sorry. Um, I just fucking reminded me cause I, about watching st- like stuff, like just catching up on things. I made the fucking weird and at the same time, best decision to start watching Yu-Gi-Oh on Netflix. Okay. Holy fuck. That show is even more bonkers than I fucking remember. <laughs> There's no fucking rules. No, yeah. I just need a moment. There's I know, no th- I know there's rules. no rules. Yeah. It was stupid shit. It was like fucking, oh, this guy needs, I need five turns for my moth to evolve within the cocoon. Okay, I beat it in four. I had enough time. I guess it was strong enough. It's like, what do you mean you guess? Like, there was a fucking scene. It was like, I stabbed the moon. 
Yeah. Like, what the hell? No, it's 100. It's fucked up. That show is fucked up. Didn't they also only have 200 life points? 2000. 2000. It wasn't until season two where Kaiba goes, hey, we're having the Duelist City tournament. Uh, These are the rules. And establishes the rules like right then and there. And it's like, holy shit, they've just been making shit up as they go. Well, my favorite, uh, me and Pete actually this past week were playing uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. Oh, okay. And while mine was loading... Oh, that's on Steam? Yeah, it's on Steam. Oh, fuck. That's going to be it. Oh. It's free to play, too. That's so dangerous. Much. Yeah. But uh, me and Pete were playing it, and while you're loading in, it goes over to, like, some of the characters. And do you remember, uh, I think it was named, was, like, Yami Marek or something like that? Merrick. Merrick, yeah. He ran, Merrick, ran, the ran. fucking, the guy with the Millennium Rod? Yeah. Yeah, Yami Merrick was the version when he had that fucking weird ass glowing eye on his forehead because yeah. he was overtaken by the spirit. So, oh my god, that when shit I wild. saw that, I was just like, "Ain't that the motherfucker from Mr. Robot?" <laughs> Fuck. And he was just like, "No, that's Rami Melek." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Tomato, y- tomato." Yami Merrick, Rami Malik. Fuck off. <laughs> I I posted that on Instagram. I like he went with Mr. Robot first before like Queen. Because he's Mr. Robot for fuck's sake. Actually, uh, he's Freddie Mercury. <laughs> oh my god. Um, uh, you know what? Um, god, that show's fucking wild. Oh, just yeah. the concept in general. Like I, it was just getting into a rabbit hole. I'm already like nine or so episodes in, and it's. I just I, I there's still the Boston character Joey who says stuff yeah, like Joey. forget about it and it's like holy shit. What about the, the uh uh what is it American Keith? No Bandit Keith. Bandit Keith. Yeah Bandit who Keith. Is the who wears the American, American bandana? Pants? <laughs> yeah. I- because he starts out okay, so Bandit Keith fucking starts out in like this weird cave with like these three guys, and like they they're trapping duelists in there and going like, oh, I need to duelists, and like they're the three guys are dressed up as zombies to scare people, and yeah. like you know they're using fear tactics, and then they lose to Yugi, and what ends up happening from there is like Bandit Keith's like ah jeez, Bandit Keith gets to the finals for Duelist Kingdom. I can't remember. He does fuck, fucking something. He's like, you'll face my machine deck. And they're like, whoa. And then he fucking loses and like gets kicked out. And like, yeah, I think he's surprised. I think he fucking, I can't remember fucking Pegasus does like this fucking trap door bullshit. And he goes, no. And like falls in the that. ocean or some shit. But season two in Duel City, he comes back and he's like, got like this stubble going on. It's like, you fucking ruined my life. And it's like, yeah. oh, this is heavy. What um, would the, what, okay. Uh, what's the one that I hate? Uh, Weevil, Weevil Underwood, and Rex Raptor. Rex Raptor. Rex Raptor was like, "Hey, we got to make characters. What are their names? Well, what kind of decks do they have? Uh, uh, Dinosaurs and insects." Okay, uh, Weevil Underwood. That's pretty clever. What about that guy? Uh, Rex Raptor. He's fucking named dinosaurs there, Jim. (laughs) I don't see you coming up with anything, Bill. But like, see, that's the thing. It's and then the fucking. There's a scene. Okay, Pegasus is. He's drinking what is very obviously wine and yeah. reading a comic book. And this guy goes, uh, sir, I have bad news. Like, you know what I appreciate about these moments? I have Gorgonzola cheese, my favorite comic book, and a great glass of fruit juice. I'm like, fuck off. Who drinks fucking <laughs> fruit juice out of a wine glass? What an adult is like, oh, fruit juice. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And in the fucking movie, okay, in the goddamn movie. Like, in the very first one, that weird pyramid of light thing, he goes, oh, that's the last time I have a white wine spritzer before bed. And it's like, <laughs> oh, they actually referenced the alcohol for once. Um, let's get, let's get off Yu-Gi-Oh again. I can't get off Yu-Gi-Oh. That shit's my childhood. Um, something that we were discussing earlier, um, because I, I was Snapchatting you this week. Yeah, a lot, like usual. Uh, as usual, yeah. Um, I, I'm pretty bad with money, we found out. Oh, are you ever? <laughs> Uh, I've always known this, but... I thought I was impulsive at times when it came to purchases. Oh, no, I'm impulsive. You've put me to shame. Um, So a little bit of context. Uh, I haven't worked in a very long amount of time. As you've probably Uh, heard on the podcast As you've heard many times. Um, But I got my tax refund, and it was a good chunk of money. And I just sort of went, you know what would be a good idea? I'm going to buy everything. Anything I want, it's mine. Let's do it. Yeah. I've been buying things for friends. I uh, I shouldn't be doing that. That's a stupid move. No, no, of um, course. But uh, but the biggest one was this week um on Monday. Uh so I guess la- either way. Yeah, I don't know when this is coming up. But either way. Um 
I went, uh, my dad was like, hey, do you want to go to the library? And I'm like, yeah, sure. He's like, cool, we're going to drive over. I'm like, dope. If we're driving over, I want to go to EB Games. He's like, why? I'm like, I don't know. I want to buy a game. I want to do something. I want to I spice things up. And uh, I got into EB Games, and I bought Yoshi's Crafted World, which is the brand new Switch game that the is $90. <laughs> I have a job and I still fucking like a ninety dollar price tag on a game. I'm like, oh boy. Yeah, but it's Yoshi and like the way because I described it perfectly to Pete. He, uh, he's just like, how's the game so far? I'm just like, oh, it's pretty good. Uh, it's Yoshi. It, it, it's How'd Yoshi. You go wrong. It's it's Yoshi. You know, it's it's bright. It's it's got flashy things. It keeps me entertained. I'm like a toddler. You know what? That's if it. I can, that's the thing, as I can appreciate stuff like that a lot more now, is if it's like, if it's calming, peaceful. Oh like, my god, it's, it's, there's such a big difference playing games like League and then jumping into Yoshi. Or, it's, like, it's two different worlds. Resident Evil 2 to Yoshi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but anyway, so uh, while I was there, I was, I was paying for it at the cash, and this guy had these... How do I describe? It? They're these thirty-inch inflatable Avengers things. Um, so the ones I had there were the Iron Spider, Black Panther, and Groot. Okay, weird choices. Yeah, like I, I understand uh, Groot, but it's like Iron Spider and Black Panther. Yeah, they also had like uh, I think I looked in the box. It was like, oh, fuck, who else was it? Doctor Strange was one of them. I don't know why I'd want an inflatable Doctor Strange. Uh, and like, yeah, just uh, <laughs> obscure characters. Like there wasn't a cap. Like if there was a cap, like, I would have gotten it. If there was sorry. a Bucky, I would have gotten it. Who but, the like, fuck gets like inflatable Dr. Strange? Yeah. That's so weird. But anyway, so the guy's putting new price tags on it. I'm like, oh, you're lowering them in price. And he's like, yeah, no one was buying them when they were 40 bucks. I'm like, yeah, makes sense. I'm like, how much are they now? He's like 13. I'm like, ah, too rich for my blood. <laughs> I pull out my wallet to pay for, um, the Yoshi game. And I noticed I have 20 ball. I have, tw- I have a $20 bill. That's, and I was like, Oh, uh, you know what? I will buy that. <laughs> See, that's the thing is like, what a fucking, uh, ro- <laughs> it's <laughs> when you find a 20 in your wallet, you feel like you're on top of the world. Oh yeah. Like I could fucking buy anything. I could do anything right now. And cause you're like, I could buy a coffee. I could buy a snack. And, or in your case, I could buy an inflatable fruit. <laughs> yeah. That's 30 inches tall. Um, so, because at first I was just like, ah, I don't really have anywhere to put this in my basement. Uh, but did that oh, stop you? I'll start planning for when I inevitably move out. I'm sorry, because that's going to be the piece of decorating <laughs> that you do. Here's Excuse the thing. me. I need to place my inflatable Groot. Thank you very much. No, That's no, what makes a home a home. I don't think you understand. I have one piece of artwork that I bought specifically be, because I I, I plan it to be one of the only pieces of artwork I hang in my house when I, I or my apartment when I officially move out. And what would that be? Um, last summer, I went to a flea market mm-hmm. and they had a bunch of how do you say they're like posters, but they're on a, it's like a poster board, like it's it's a poster, but it's on a thick piece of wood. Okay, okay. Like it's meant to hang on walls. Okay. Um, but like the posters pressed onto the wood. Um, so they had a bunch of movie ones. And then I flipped one that was just a giant photo of Ben Affleck from Armageddon. Just sort of sitting there. That's it. He's like, <laughs> and I-, I turned to the guy and I'm like, how much is this? He's like, 10 bucks. I'm like, I got seven. He's like, oh, take it. I've had it there for years. No one wants this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, it's a 10 bucks. I've got seven. Sold. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like he was immediate. Like somebody's going to buy this stupid photo. <laughs> like He's like, offer? What? <laughs> you could have been like, I have five. You're probably like, fuck it. Just take it. So I, I brought that home and my mom was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> my dad was like, you're a fucking idiot. And I was like, yeah, I want to hang this up. And my dad's like, not in my house. (laughs) I'm like, fine. I like that. Just not fucking here. Well, the other day I was upstairs. I'm just like, hey, I haven't seen my Ben Affleck photo in a while. Like, where is it? And he's like, oh, we put it up in the spare room. I'm like, why? And he's like, I didn't want it in the living room. It wasn't hanging on the wall, but it was just, it was sitting there. People could still see it. (laughs) That's. I, that reminds me, I have that big painting of the Guardians of the Galaxy at home that my dad picked up for my sister and I for Christmas, and I haven't found a place to hang it yet because of the sheer fucking size of this thing. Yep. 
I don't know how to accommodate for that kind of space in my head <laughs> anywhere that, you know, you have to fucking move shit around and you have to be like, what do I place near this? Yeah, that's a difficult one. Um, Let alone a fucking Ben Affleck picture from Armageddon. Yeah, the best Ben Affleck movie. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. I, I do things for the joke, Josh. That's that's always been my life. Is it really the joke when you go and spend $7 on a Ben Affleck photo? $7? I didn't say 70 <laughs> Like, fuck off. You know what you can do with $7, Travis? Buy that. Right, buy I mean, you could. They also shit. had a uh, Ben Affleck from Daredevil, but that was that's too fucking shit. Oh, no, that that's the litmus that's test of quality fun. right there. No, but you, how, how great would that be? I should actually go back and see if he still has that. You're just going to have a bunch of I should have free, at least photos of Ben Affleck in my house. You know what? Cut up the middleman. Just have your fucking wallpaper pictures of Ben Affleck. Oh my god, that's a great And idea. wallpaper the fuck out of your house. That's the thing. If it was like a Goodwill hunting poster, fuck, you sold me immediately. That, but it's not, is no, it? No, it's Armageddon, so it's not great. It's okay. <laughs> Let's be real, it's not. <laughs> it's fine. I haven't seen it in years. I might rewatch it. But yeah, yeah either way. It's I, I, with Steve Buscemi, isn't it? No. That's um, Armageddon. Which one's is it, no? Isn't Armageddon the one with the fucking asteroid? Yeah, yeah. Steve, Steve Buscemi's, Buscemi's in, it. in that. Oh, I'm pretty sure Steve Buscemi's in that movie. I'll like, look it up. Isn't it with Bruce Willis? Yeah, Bruce Willis. Yeah, Steve guy. Buscemi's in that. Are you sure? Hundred percent. Steve Buscemi's in that. Armageddon. Billy Bob oh, Thornton's in is it. Is it Steve Buscemi? Oh, Billy Bob Thornton's in it. Oh yeah, Steve Buscemi is in it. Yeah, he's Rockhound. Yeah, what? Rockhound. Rockhound. Owen Wilson's in it. What the fuck? It was a weird star-studded cast. But no, because here's the oh, thing. Oh, man, Keith David. Steve, Steve Buscemi's in the movie, and, like, when they're all uh, – so they're going up to the mission, they're told it's a suicide mission. So everyone's, like, having their, like, their last moments to goodbye, or, like, the chance, of, the chance of coming back is slim. Yeah. So Steve Buscemi takes out a big fucking loan from a loan shark and lives it up like a king for a night or, like, for two nights or something like that. And his intention is, like, fuck it. This is my last night on the earth. I'm going to live like a king. He's like, I'm going to fucking die. Not like I'm paying it back. And then when they get up, they're like, oh, we can break apart the asteroid and we can do this. He's like, but someone has to stay and like something breaks. And he's like, someone has to stay behind to make sure that it detonates properly. And Steve Buscemi is like, I volunteer. <laughs> and later on, like, no, 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 Steve, like they're like, well, Rockham, we can't do that to you. We're going to draw straws. It has to be done. It has to be blind chance. It's like, no, I'm, I am serious. I want to do this. And then it ends up being Bruce Willis because like. Um, his future son-in-law draws the straw, like the short straw. Yeah, he goes Ben out Affleck. There. Yeah, Ben Affleck draws the straw. He's like waiting to go down and then fucking Bruce Willis like pops his air tube and throws him back in. And he's like, you know, now you can't come outside and he fucking puts the helmet on. He's like, you take care of my daughter. And then he's like, no. And the daughter's like, no. And then they, they fly off and Steve Buscemi is like, I'm going to fucking die. <laughs> I'm not even on the fucking rock. Like, that's I'm going to fucking he die. Should've, he should have 100% explained it. Like, I feel like they would have been like, <laughs> Okay. Yeah. If, if like, you want to die, die. If, if it was like, hey guys, I just got a big fucking loan that I can't. Yeah. Pay listen, back. I was told this is a suicide mission, so I took out like a million dollar loan. I can't pay this back. I can't pay it back. I expect you to die. I'll die. It's fine. <laughs> um. But yeah, no. Uh, uh. Yeah. If anything, that just proves I'm pretty bad with money. You know uh, what? We all look, have look our up moments. Ben Affleck Armageddon. See if you can find the post. I'll, I'll see if I can find the exact. See, because like that thing is like I I know what you're saying because I was looking at my credit card statement the other day and I was like, man, I should um I'm having that moment of like, do I need this like kind of deal like when I'm Go thinking about purchasing things? Yeah. And then Comicsology was like, which one? That one? Nope. Over. That uh, one? Right side, second row. That? No, over. Right side, second row. Right. Farthest right. That's it. Oh, Kate. No, that's Kate. Uh, oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Sorry. Right side, center. I'm thinking like columns. <laughs> what? Vertical. Oh. So for those who couldn't see, we're looking at Google Images right now, and Travis is just going right side, second row. I, for some reason, can't fucking understand English today. <laughs> and so I'm looking at every single other picture except for the one that... Jesus Christ, you picked that one? Yeah, that's the only one they had. What the fuck, Travis? That thing's awful. No, it's not. It's great. No, he looks like he's taking a shit. No, it looks like he's like swooning over you. No, he looks like, like, he, he's, like he's giving you that look like, girl, I love you. He looks you. like he's a homeless guy squatting to take a shit at the He harbor. looks like he's a hard worker. 
let's be real. Ben Affleck does not look like a hard worker. I don't know in that movie he does. Uh, I disagree. He looks like a guy trying to take a shit. I agree to disagree. Oh, you know what? When you have kids one day or someone who comes in your home and then looks at that and says, hey, Travis or dad, why do you have the picture of Ben Affleck squatting to take a shit? No, that's not what the gov will be like. Why do you? Because if it's my son, <laughs> his name is Ben. Sorry. Sorry. Your kids are going to say, dad, why are there no photos of me but several of Ben Affleck? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just, oh, my God. That's oh, great. Christ. Um, no, but yeah, I've been like, because that thing too is like, I've been like, oh, I'll dial back on my spending because, you know, I got to save for school and such. And Comixology has a sale. I'm like, well, I can justify yeah, this. I, I did that because ex- you said it. Uh, as soon as I you said-, said it, I opened my phone and went onto the app. And I'm like, what's on sale? I'm like, oh, hey, three comics that I need to read. Cool. If, Buy those. If, you know what? Uh, the first omnibus of Hellboy is like 10 bucks. I cannot recommend it enough. I think it's cheaper than 10 bucks. It might be. It might be. They might be having it on like for five ninety nine or something right now. Because I know a few of them are. And Mike Magnola, the guy who does the art, is it's a very <clears throat> it's a very distinct art style in the sense that um what I like about it, there's no shading. Yeah. It's all flat colors. So he does his shading through just like solid black. And so it creates nice shadows and whatnot. And it, Hellboy has a very distinct style to it too that is very appealing to me. Yeah, but, see, um, like that's that's my problem is that it's not appealing to me. Oh, I love it because you know what? You're going to run across a panel where it's just uh, the fish guy saying, is that a monkey? And then Hellboy screams, he's got a gun and it shows a monkey firing a pistol while screaming. <laughs> that is an actual scene in the comic. Jesus Christ. Some of the shit that happens. Yeah, they're, si- they're $6.99 a piece. That's solid. Like, um, it's US, but even then, like, with yeah. conversion, you're still only paying like a few bucks more. And yeah, because I ended up, I don't know look how much. Because fuck, I bought a, I bought a used tablet. The other day. Frank, we're really just like working the shaft of comicsology sometimes, aren't we? Are we ever? Like you should have never told me about it. I um, I bought a used tablet off uh off my girlfriend because she didn't need it anymore, and I wanted. I'm not gonna. I don't just take it. I don't. I don't like that. Yeah. I'll just like you know. I'll still offer her some money for it because as far as I'm concerned, you bought it. I'm not just gonna take it off of you. Um. So I am using that for like RPGs, like because uh, what's great is now I have an opportunity if I need to consult two rule books while I'm GMing, I don't have to fucking flip through PDFs. Yeah, I don't need exactly. a bunch of books out. I can have you one can up have on the G- tablet yeah, and then one on the laptop. And then um, same thing with character sheets now, which is great. But I didn't think about it till I had it in my hands. Comics. Fucking reading comics on this thing has been oh yeah because like that's my problem I my screen like it's a little too small so I have to literally double zap like I zoom in on every panel I just read it panel by panel yeah I I do like that they have that that thing where basically it just brings you panel to panel in the right order yeah but at the same time it's like sometimes it's like okay sometimes you're missing the whole photo and you need to see like the whole picture of the page sometimes like they'll zoom out and they'll show you the whole thing be like but I already read the whole thing and I kind of got going about minor complaint. But um, it's good stuff, and that actually leads into um, I bought some Hellboy comics. I'm gonna go see Hellboy on Saturday. Oh, yes. I'm gonna go check that out because um, I watched the trailer again, the second one, the good one, and I found it more appealing because the first trailer for that movie is bad. It's not great. Which one's the first one? The first one is where they were kind of like trying more focused on making Hellboy seem funny. I, I, see, I didn't mind that trailer. I thought I'm like okay, that's because he has his moments. But what was nice is when is the that second where trailer, it starts off with like he steps out and like they shoot at him and he's like, "Hey, I'm on your side." Oh, I can't remember. Well, if it's not in the trailer, wasn't that in were. the Ron Perlman one? No, that's this one. Like he says it in this. Oh my god, I'm blanking. All I remember is that the first one. It was there was a few like jokes that I felt like they were trying to do like a a reel of like here's funny moments. Yeah, because then there's like, another one where they're like he's walking in, they're like ID, and he's like, "Really?" Like. It's understandable. <laughs> yeah, at that point, you know, you're kind of recognizable. But, but is this, this the one where it shows what's his name turning into the wolf? Or the, uh, the in like the is? jaguar? Yeah. yeah. Um, oh my God, what's his name? I, I heard it the other day too because funny enough. Because um, are they not going to have Abe Sapien in this one? I don't know because I think that they're focusing on a different cast of the BRPD. So how it works is like, because I found out that every character in this is um is actual characters from the comic book, which I think is nice. Yeah. Also, the the key villain and also uh, is one is the 
main antagonist from the third omnibus called The Wild Hunt. So they think it's going to be focusing similar on that storyline. Uh, there's a character I recognized from an earlier one, but Hellboy Jaguar guy. Because he's in the comics and like, I don't know if Abe's in this one. I hope he is though, because I like, I like Abe. Because <clears throat> um, Abe also had his own comic run. Yeah, he did. Because um, I know that there's a portion of the comics where Hellboy goes missing for like six years. So there's a big BRPD run of this them investigating other paranormal like activity. Yeah. And oh my god, I should really realize, like I don't think I've seen the Ron Perlman ones. They're good. I really enjoyed them. Um, he's coming out of a comic con, so. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Ron, uh, Ron, I pissed on my hands, Perlman. Oh yeah. I still love the guy, though. Like. Yeah. No, there's no reason to not love the guy. Uh, the fucking who was it? Okay, Daniel Day Kim is the one who's playing in Hellboy. Originally, yeah. do you remember the main antagonist from uh, Deadpool One? Yeah. They were originally gonna have him. Really, like as the British that, guy as like that the... character. Yeah, and then people pointed out, like, you know, Ajax? the character was that his name? Ajax. Uh, I can't was... remember. But Francis was his real name, but I think he went by Ajax. Either way, go on. So in the in the in the comics and in the movie, <coughs> it's like, well, the character he is a it's a Japanese man who got attacked by, um, by this like demon jaguar. Yeah. And left for dead, but it inevitably is able to transform into one because of like some sort of curse. I haven't got to that part of the comics yet, but how it's explained, the design that I saw from the comic looks fucking unreal. It's pretty cool. Yeah. But people pointed out to him, like, hey, this is um it's a Japanese character. It feels kind of weird that the you know the bald British guy is a uh, bald British white guy's gonna be the one playing him. And he then made an announcement, he's like, I'm gonna be standing down for the role. I understand that, like, you know, this was I didn't know as much about how, you know, this is a it, for some people, this is a very important character. So I'm going to be stepping down from the role and I, you know, wish the best for whoever is next. At which point Daniel Day Kim comes in and is it, I just want your opinion. Daniel Day Kim is a shockingly handsome man. Oh, for sure. Like Jesus Christ, the jawline on that guy. I, um, cause he's in Hawaii five Oh and oh, I'm trying to think yeah. of what else I've seen him in. But he's in the movie. I'm liking the look of it, so I'm gonna go check it out this weekend. I, and love, that, I love the drum in Hawaii Five Over. Like the fucking like, do, 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 like. it's good. It's da, also da, da, just a fun da, show. Da, 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 I've seen da, da, a few episodes da, here and there, and I've always had a fun time of watching it. Yeah, it's um, not bad. Can't remember what YouTube channel it was, but it was a watch this before you go see the reboot of Hellboy, and I decided to give it a shot. So I went and watched, it, and they were talking a bit about the actor. Um, you remembered his name. I can't remember his name because I'm terrible with actor names. The guy who played the security guard in Stranger Things or the cop. Oh, yeah. David Harbour. David Harbour. So originally, David Harbour had been like, I'm not going to do this because yeah. I like the Ron Perlman movies. I don't want to like step on that. At which point they said, well, we're actually doing it different. We want to do our own thing. Like we're we're taking it in a bit of a different direction. We want to focus a bit. We want to make it more based on the comics. And at which point he's like, fuck it. Sign me up. Yeah. So that's going to be coming out this weekend, and I a second time watching that trailer. I'm actually kind of hyped. I I I, I I I I'll go see it. Yeah, I, you know what? it's a I'm going to go in with like no expectation, and I'm just hoping it's not terrible. Yeah, I'm going to see if anybody wants to go see it. Like I'll see if my buddies want to go. And, and like that's the thing is I really hope it's not terrible because I don't know. It's even, no, even if it's like baseline okay, fine, yeah. And like, I just hope that it does at least okay in the box office because they're taking a real leap of faith here, and I hope it pays off for them. Yeah, I hope so too. But yeah, no, I'm gonna go take a shot at that. And um, like this, I made the awful decision of drinking a monster today. Oh yeah, and uh, I chose this weird fucking pink one called um, Pipeline Punch, and Ooh. it's about surfing and shit. What it's ginseng, guarana, and taurine, and fucking I think it's the guarana or it's like guava fruit or something in here. It's overly fucking sweet. Oh, of course. Like, Jesus Christ Almighty! Why do I do this to myself? I can see that. But yeah, is that your week or what? Um. Wow, that is a good point. Um. Yeah, I was like, is he telling us week or is he just planning the upcoming week? Like, I really don't know. I, thing, like, I don't think you said like you said the last time you didn't really do anything else. My week was mostly a blur. Yeah. I a lot of it's kind of gone out the wayside. I forget what happened. Um, had my Tuesday night Pathfinder, which is good. Yeah. Monday night work. Realized I fucking twelve hour days suck. Got my got my resignation letter drafted up. 
Nice. Got my got my girlfriend to read it over. She said it looks good. So dear be... place of business. Fuck you. Uh, you think you can hold me back? You think you can hold the lucky charms in your hands? Yeah, what? right. See, I'm just gonna put in a, two asterisks. Mic drop. Oh, and that's how I'll sign the letter. Mic drop, Josh. Oh. Um, no, but so I got that written up, and like uh, I'm gonna actually print it out because I think I'm gonna give it in person because I have um because I passed my probation at the time. Well, I so they can't like fire a, you on the spot if you do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing: is because like I have a a free training course for a dog. Yeah. And that's like a hundred and thirty dollar value right there. And I'm yeah. not gonna fucking waste that. No. And I'm gonna probably enroll my other dog in the fucking course for a discount, and then immediately hand my letter in. Dick move, but a smart one. Yeah, but technically, I you know still two weeks. Yeah, technically, yeah, I guess that's true. But uh, that's. Fuck, I've got, like, nothing going on. Tonight I'm going home, and I'm fucking staying up to write a fucking report that I don't want to have to do. Nuts. I was originally going to have to do a fucking presentation this Friday, uh, <laughs> fucking, of how my semester has been, doing co-op, and it's like, yeah, it's been good. It's like, but I'm doing back-to-back work terms. They didn't get back to me until, like, just yesterday saying, you know what? Yeah, you can just do the second one in August instead. Don't yeah, bother the first one. Yeah, you know one. what? It's, and it's fine. It's like, thank God I haven't put any fucking time into this yet. Because they're like, we want a visual aids. Yeah. And that pisses me off. Like, you know, this is the part that gets me right now. This fucking report I have to write, I have to get fucking visual aids. It's like, you need to properly cite your work. So I need to fucking go find some stupid ass Google fucking images. And I have to fucking put them on or something like that. Or just grab stuff from work. And I have to make sure I cite everything properly. And that, that, this is what it says. If you don't hand this in, you don't get a passing grade for your work term. Wow. Despite working 40 hours a week for fucking 16, like 15, 16 so that's weeks. The thing, as long as you hand something in, you'll pass. Yeah. But like if you don't have the visual aids or whatever. It says recommended. I might just like put something on the cover image because I know we have some like my coworkers recently did a uh, brought some stuff down to like the client about the product and they have a bunch of pictures. So I'm just going to try and cannibalize as much as I can of that. Yeah. Yeah. I just I hate fucking reports. Yeah, reports suck. They do. How was your week, Travis? Um. Okay, so I'm gonna get into some shit right now. I want to hear uh, this shit. I, I. I. Okay. Did you ever watch Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Uh, part of it. Okay. I love that movie. With Which, uh, Sarah Marshall? That's the one with um. Jason Segel. Yes. Uh, Mila Kunis. Uh, Kirsten Bell and Russell Brand. Isn't it like his the girl who went off to become like a calendar model or something? No. No, no. So the whole plot of this movie is that Jason Siegel and Kirsten Bell had uh, been in a relationship for like five years or whatever. Oh, then okay. no, yeah, I'm, she I'm, dumps him and uh, he's like, oh, his like brother-in-law or whatever is like, you should go away on vacation. And he's like, oh, you know, I'll go to Hawaii. Seems like a good idea. He ends up being in the same resort as his ex. So and so, but then he meets Kirsten Bell who works in the hotel. He falls for her, and it's just—it's a nice story, or whatever. Oh yeah, because it's um, who'd you say the? It was Mila Kunis. You said Mila Kunis is yeah. the new love interest. Yeah, because then by the end of the film, he's like, "Oh, I really love you," wasn't it? Well, it, it's it, it's very complicated, but yes, basically what happens is that uh, they start be becoming a thing, but then Kirsten Bell like tries to fucking sleep with Jason Segel again, mm-hmm. and because isn't she dating Russell Brand? She's dating Russell Brand, but then they break up. Yeah. So then Jason Siegel's condoling her. She like goes out, like starts trying to make out with them. And then she's just like, hey, let me blow you. And tries to suck his dick, but he won't get hard. And he's just like, it won't get hard because you're a lying whore. Oh, yeah. He oh, out of the this room. is the one where Jason Siegel does the weird fucking like vampire puppet show. Yes, the vampire the- puppet show. That is the reason that they gave him the Muppets. That's why he was put in charge of the Muppets in 2011. <laughs> fucking Christ. So, yes. Yeah, so um, let's talk about this movie for a little bit. One, not even... Four minutes into the movie, Jason Siegel hangs Dong immediately. What? You see Jason Siegel's dick in this movie twice. Once at the very beginning, once at the very end. <laughs> Was he just eager to show it to the camera? I don't know. I remember <laughs> like, uh, I remember reading an interview with him and Neil Patrick Harris back when like How I Met Your Mother was a big thing. And how they had competing because it was like that came out and so did um Wait, did they have a bet of who can show their dick on no, screen no, no. more? It was like that it was it, just to see whose movie would be better or whatever. Okay. And Neil Patrick Harris had like um, fucking Harold and Kumar. Oh, so it wasn't even okay. really his movie. 
But then he went and saw the movie, and uh, Jason Siegel the next day is just like, hey, so how'd you like it? He's like, it was a good movie. No, no, no. How'd you like my dick? Like, hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yeah, Hank's dog immediately. What a, what a fucking question. What do you think of my dick? Yeah. Um, there's another part where Mila Kunis, um, there's like the whole bit where there's a photo of her at the local bar of her like flashing her tits, but okay. it's not really her. Oh, it's one of those, like, we got to do it for the movie, but Mila Kunis doesn't actually want to show her tits. So we're going <laughs> to use fake tits Jesus and just claw, we'll Photoshop her face on it. I'm like, okay, I guess <laughs> whatever. But the, the, my favorite part of this movie, um, and this will lead into the next part, is Russell Brand's character is um, a fucking idiot, isn't he? He's a bit of an idiot, but he's the lead singer of this band, Infinite Sorrow. And um, fucking name, yeah, I know. Uh, Infant Sorrow, I think it's Infant oh, Sorrow. yeah, it's, it's not Infinite Sorrow, it's Infant Sorrow. I remember because it's like it's just you look at you like what the fuck, yeah. <laughs> But um, he, uh, there's this song that he has in the movie called Inside of You that you have to listen to, Josh. <laughs> Inside of You. Okay. Uh, yeah. There's a Bit small, of a rough there's, sell. There's, there's, there's got to be a part of me inside of you tonight. <laughs> like, and he's Fuck singing off. this to Jason. Like he's singing this to Jason Siegel's ex in front of him. <laughs> so, but uh, so Jonah Hill's also in this movie. He plays like the owner, or he plays like the. Um, wait a second, isn't this? No, wait, yeah, I'll get to that. I know exactly where you're going. I'll get to that next. <laughs> Just save it. So Jason's or uh, so um, Jonah Hill's character in this movie is the waiter at okay. the local restaurant, River, and he has two great scenes. <laughs> Or three great scenes. I, I'm um, not surprised because, like, you get Jonah Hill in a movie. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> he's a bit, he's a bit part, but he's very funny. Uh, the first is like the first time you see him, he's on the phone. He's just like, "Yeah, Kyle, I'd love to sell you some weed right now, but I'm at my fucking job. <laughs> you would know this because you called me at my fucking job." <laughs> oh, like sure, work, I'd love like, to sell you some weed at the work at the work phone. At the work phone, yeah. <laughs> and then Fuck there's off. a part later where Jason Siegel's eating, and um. Jonah Hill comes to take his plate <laughs> and he's just like, oh, actually, you know, I just sat down. I'm, I'm actually going to finish that. So if you don't mind, Jonah Hill like walks away. He's like, guess I'll just go fuck myself. <laughs> and just walks away. I'm like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and then there's a part later on where he's fuck sitting, off. he's sitting with Russell Brand's character. He's like, listen, I want to give you my demo. And he's just like, okay. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm just saying like, you know, I don't want you later. Yeah. Uh, you know, I knew that guy. He was my waiter, and like, he, I, I threw him off, and now he's like this big thing, and I could have been part of that. And Russell Brand says, "Is that supposed to be me?" <laughs> <laughs> I just, but, un, like untethered Jonah Hill is. Oh yeah, something to behold. But then this gets into the second movie I watched. Which is the quote-unquote sequel to Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Get him to the Greek? Get him to the Greek. Okay, because that's where I might recognize Infant Sorrow. Yes. So Russell Brand plays the same character, Aldous Snow, the lead singer of Infant Sorrow. <laughs> but Jonah Hill is the other main actor, but not playing the same character from fucking... So this is my question. Is this is this multiverse theory? <laughs> no, no, no. It's the same universe because there's a part in it where they're on the plane. And because uh, Kirsten Bell's character is an actress in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Okay. So she's in the set. She's in Get Him the Greek. She's on a TV with like some new TV show, and Russell Brand's like, "I think I know her." Yeah, I used to fuck her. <laughs> so obviously, so Jonah it's the same Hill universe. Went from being the waiter to Russell Brand's new manager. But that's the thing. So it's completely different characters. It's not to put like it's it's a weird. It doesn't make sense. I don't <laughs> like it. But the songs. In fucking get him to the Greek. Furry walls. Furry walls is great. The clap. Yeah, the clap. The lyrics are literally, you got the clap, I got the clap, got it off the back of a toilet seat. Oh, yeah. Like, what the fuck is this movie? (laughs) The fact that it's like the unofficial sequel, too, makes it like so much better because then you're stuck thinking, why? Yeah. um, And then there's the, uh, his, his big song is African Child. We're sorry, what? Yeah, so it's the movie starts off with this song that he wrote called African Child, and it's this record where it's like literally talking about how like 
oh yeah, I found out that like African children don't have a lot of good stuff and that sucks. So I wanted to write a song about it. <laughs> so then uh, he write, he's like, there's, a, there's an interview where he's just like, yeah, you know, people, you know, 20 years from now are going to go, uh, Sergeant Peppers, um, so another like a Coldplay album. And he's like, African child. And then it jumps to like two weeks later. It's like, African child bombs. Everyone says, worst thing to happen to Africa since the fucking fatigue or some shit. <laughs> Since the famine? Yeah, since the famine. That's it, yeah. Fucking Christ. Since war and uh, famine. Yeah, oh my God, it's so good. That's solid. That's a Um, solid joke. But no, I would definitely recommend if you haven't watched those movies in a while, it's fucking worth the rewatch. It is so funny. I now hearing the fact that technically it's a sequel. Technically, it's just the same character. So, like, it's this. I guess it would be more of a spinoff. Yeah, they just took the best character in Forgetting Sarah Marshall and were like, hey, I can get that. I can yeah. get that. Because, like, that's – um, the idea of that happening is it's so fucking bonkers doing right now. I'm trying to, like – because at some point, somebody looked at Russell Brand after watching the movie Forgetting Sarah Marshall and said, hey, we really liked your degenerate rocker that you played. Yeah. We want to turn that into a movie. And also, Jonah Hill, you want to fucking be the manager? Yeah. No relation to the waiter? No relation to the last character you played in the universe that he's from. <laughs> Oh my God! Is this going to be the next cinematic universe? <laughs> the, the forgetting in- Sarah Marshall universe called the Infansoro universe. Oh, the Infansoro. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, that's, uh, oh, how long do we? Uh, what, what do we add right now? Uh, we're at about forty-six minutes. We okay. About, I'd say about an hour fourteen before we should probably call it. Okay. Uh, then I'll talk about this other movie that I watched this week that I loved and hated at the same time. And what movie would that be? It's called Room. And just room? Just room. Not the room? No, it's not the room. The room I actually like. It's shitty, but I like it. No, Room was a 2015 film that won Brie Larson her Academy Award. Room is the story of a woman who uh, got kidnapped. Okay. And she has to live inside this shed. She's being like forcefully lived, like uh, kidnapped. So she's living in this shed. Uh, the... Kidnapper rapes her. She gets pregnant, has the kid, and she raises the kid in this room. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's based off that real story, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's based off a book. Um, yeah, it's yeah. Ba- I think it's based off of a true story, but not like... Not directly. The book, yeah, the book is based off of a story. But this but is based like, off the book. Yeah, this is based off so the like book. So just a little bit of like degrees of separation where it's like, you know... I, I don't think they would ever say it's based on a true story, but like I think it's... Uh, Loosely based on events that happened. Okay, okay. Um, that movie is fucking hard to watch. I wonder why. Yeah, I know. Well, that's the thing. You don't see her get raped at all, which is nice. That's, that's what we're missing in life. I, I'm relieved the fact yeah. that we are not seeing uh, that. We do see her try to kill herself. That, that's a rough one. I don't like watching that. That's rough. That's, that's rough shit. Um, uh, but the, this movie, more than anything made me remember that I fucking hate kids with a passion. Okay. I can't, I okay. can't do it. I, I want to hear the thought process of how you discovered this watching The Room. No, just Room. It's not I'm sorry, Room. It's totally different movies. <laughs> so Room has, of course, a fi- like this, this young actor playing this five-year-old child. Okay, okay. Just fucking, I, I, under, I, I was talking to Pete about this. I understand the kid grew up in a room, so he has no understanding of social structure. But the constant amount where he just doesn't hear something he likes, so he starts screaming, drives me up the wall. I can't stand it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's a part where she's trying to explain to him, like, hey, listen, you know, I had to lie to you when you were younger. Uh, there is a world outside of this room. <laughs> and he's just like. No, you're lying. It's not true. I don't believe what you're saying. It's like, kid, shut the fuck up. She's telling the truth. I, like that's it's it's a rough scene to watch, especially I just, I, like I. It's just kids like tantrums and whatnot frustrate me. But I believe I can't. I can't handle it. I just the other day I was in a fucking store and a kid started crying in line and just freaking out because it had to be in the stroller. And I'm like, I'm so close to fucking kicking this kid. I swear to God. You know what? Shut up. I kind of get behind what you're saying because I've had a few times by working in my store where a kid will start crying or throwing a tantrum because it's like, I want to see the cats. And it's like. And it's like, sorry, kid. It, it just doesn't go that way. It's, it's life. 
Oh, you, don't you get know everything what? You, want. you know what? Fucking this this actually pissed me off. There was a fucking kid, okay, with his mother. Okay, the mom has got these two things she's holding. Okay, so the kid is already like I can't remember what he was doing, but she was asking him to stop, and like he was kind of listening. And then I guess she's buying stuff for his pet, like his cat. And she goes, "Would you like to hold the treats for your cat or the the food for your cat?" And he goes, "No." And she goes, well, that was rude. And then just continues doing her thing. Do you want to hold this to help me out? No. Well, that was also rude. And then she just, like, they go. They leave. And I'm like, are you not going to fucking tell your kid to behave? If I pulled that shit against my mother at any point in time, even now she'd kick my ass. Yeah. Like, I, there were so many times when I was younger, like, where if I acted up, like, in those cases, I got the, the look. Where, oh, you know, yeah. your parent gets down on one knee and goes, I'm going to say this once and only once. You do not act like that in public. Or so you act like, so you be responsible when you're outside. There are other people around. They don't need to put up with your, like, with way your tantrum is yeah. now. Be respectful. And it's like, you also do not disrespect me. Fucking laid that shit in line very clearly. And I see this happen where the kid goes, no. And she goes, well, that's disrespectful. And it's like, well, yeah, it's disrespectful. You're going to fucking follow up. Hit yeah. the kid. No, don't actually, you, don't yeah, actually you hit can't the kid. Do that don't anymore. fucking hit the kid. Give the kid a stern talking to. Yeah, that's exactly it. We're in an age where like it was acceptable for us to get spanked. And I think yeah. that was the last generation. And like that's the thing. People are so afraid to even uh, – there are some people. I'm not going to say everyone because I do see parents who do keep their kids in line. There are parents who are so afraid to discipline their children, even in the sense of like punishment or giving a strong talking to, and it drives me up the fucking wall. Because you know what's going to happen? We're going to be dealing with that shit 15 years from now. Yeah. Because the years kid will now. still, yeah, the kid will never have been taught a lesson. So he'll think, you know, the world is his. He can do whatever he'll he wants. He'll be an uppity little cunt. Yeah. Exactly. And then when he's 18, I can hit him. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly it. We just got to wait a few years and there we'll we just go. kick their asses when there we, we go. talk back. So what we'll do, Travis, we'll go and we'll find all public records of uh, birth certificates. <laughs> we'll find out when each of these kids turns 18 so we can go to their house and beat them up. Yeah, exactly. Just sort of what I should do. Exactly. The next time I see a kid freak out, just be like, oh, it's okay. How old's the little guy? Yeah. When exactly is his birthday? <laughs> okay. Your birthday, so kiddo? He's, he's five. Okay. So... Yeah, see you in thirteen. Uh, see you in what? Four, 13 years? I'll see you in twelve years and fifty-eight days. Yeah, exactly. Fucking flip moth. See you later. Out. And then exactly, the kid will be celebrating his eighteenth birthday in like hall or something. And I'll just bust through the door and fucking punch him right in the jaw. Just say, kid just goes, yeah, immediately. Yeah, exactly. Door, doors knock open. It's just us and fucking. I'd say dusters. I see us in dusters. Okay, dusters. I guess yeah, dusters wearing like neo glasses. And, uh, You're just on a Matrix kick, aren't you? Nah, okay. So here's context. <laughs> this morning, I was in the kitchen making food, and I found these kids' sunglasses that did not fit my face at all. And <laughs> I threw them on. Statement. I threw them that's on, and I sent a photo to Josh. I sent a Snapchat to Josh of, I think I should be cast in the Matrix reboot. That you didn't question. You weren't like, oh, what Matrix reboot? There is none. Well, I thought about it for a moment. I thought, well... Do I go any further with this or do I just agree with him? So I just told Travis I can't see a Matrix reboot without Travis now. Exactly. But uh, Okay, so I guess we're rolling up looking like Neo as we beat up kids who just turned 18. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's that's our end goal here. There, You know what? That's, that's a lofty goal and a respectable goal. It's the end goal. game for us. It, it is the end game. No, but you know what? Fuck it. Like if you're in a store and like your kid starts screaming, there is nothing that makes me happier than when a kid starts fucking acting up, like when I'm at work at least. And... The parent goes, cut it out. Or they go, fine, we're leaving. And they drag the kid out. Fucking love that. It's like you identified the problem, you punish that kid. Did you see, uh, it went viral. I wouldn't say viral, but it was, it was circulating for a while. The video of the eight-hour flight with the kid from hell. No, no, not at all. It is the worst video I've ever seen because I don't know how I'd fucking handle it. It's this kid that, they, this guy records. And he's just like, oh, hour one, still fucking screaming. All eight hours, this kid did not stop freaking out. Just screaming the whole time. And like, I'm going to show you after because this scream is not a fucking like scream. It's a, de- it's a demonic it's fucking. It's a shriek. It's a shriek. That's the one that, see, that's the thing too is I've, I've seen like kids who are, of course, like they're tired. So they're having a bit of a shit fit. 
that's one thing. Like if a kid, yeah, like, don't get have, me wrong. I do that still. <laughs> I, if I'm tired, I'm in yeah, a shitty you get, mood. You get so fucking cranky if we're oh out and you're tired. God. I've been out with you sometimes where like you're just in such a fucking mood. I'm like, oh my God, what am I oh, dealing yeah. with today? No, that's but, exactly it. Like you can get me in a good mood or a bad mood. But if I'm, if I'm tired, I'm cranky. I get it. But I, I understand the social construct of I don't freak out. I just bitch to you the entire time. But like when there's when there's parents who like identify the issue and like rectify it, like if you got to pull your kid out of that store, you pull that kid out of the store. It reminds me one time when I was a kid, my sister and I were in the car with my dad was driving or my folks were driving and like I, we were misbehaving. My dad says, cool, we were going to stop at McDonald's on the way home. Now we aren't. <laughs> I, um, I started behaving in the car after that. Yeah. Sometimes you have to follow through with your threat. Oh, 100%. Like, that's it. Like, you have to follow through. I that's the big thing with parents. Um, the best the best example of that will always be the Simpsons episode, the Itchy Itch and Scratchy movie. Yeah. Where they, like, tell it's like Homer's basically told, like, yeah, you have to start disciplining the kid. You have to go follow through with this shit. And one thing he decides is that he's like, yep, you are not seeing the Itchy and Scratchy movie. Yep. You're not, like, you're not allowed. Rips up his ticket and everything. Uh, there's the great scene where Bart like goes to the theater. He's like one for itchy and scratchy and like turns and there's just a photo <laughs> of Bart. And it's like, don't sell to this boy. It's like, sorry, I told your dad I wouldn't. Yeah. It was fucking great. Yeah. But I mean like stuff like that. Like I had times when I was a kid when my fucking parents would like, I'd be grinding from my stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, you can't play this. You can't do this. And it's like, and I, you know what? It got the lesson through. It's like, you know what? There's times you act like a fucking adult. Yeah. Like you have to be mature. But that's the I, thing. If you follow through most of the time, the kid will recognize and be like, hey, well, I won't do this again. But if you're like, hey, you're grounded. And an hour later, you're like, oh, okay, you can watch TV. Well, yeah. then they're not learning fucking shit. Well, because that, Why do we always get like, into parenting? We're not parents. I don't know. Because the thing too is I've known people who it's like there's a, there's that fine line of like you either go too far with punishment and then the kid starts lying yeah. or you do too little and the kid has no fucking fear. You gotta instill just you gotta the right amount middle of ground. Exactly. You gotta instill just the right amount of fear for like in a child. Just the right amount. It's a very fine amount. Like in the sense of you have, you have some wiggle room, but if you instill too much, they're just gonna never tell you the truth ever again. Yeah. You instill too little, and they're just gonna be the cockiest little shit who needs to get their ass kicked at some point in their life. I know people, like I grew up with people going to school with who the greatest lesson they'll probably ever get is pissing off the wrong person and getting their shit kicked in. Yep. And I'm just counting the days till it happens for some folks. Because sometimes if your parents aren't going to teach you, somebody else will. And, you know, again, like just two 20-something guys who have no children talking about parenting. Yeah, that's, that's, this is becoming the podcast now because this is what? The, this is the parenting show with we Josh did it, and like, Travis. Last, we did it last week. Yeah, because the other week when I ranted about how I'm never going to get my kid a, kid a cell phone or I'm buying that yeah. fucking flip phone. Yeah. Jesus <laughs> I, but uh, I think that about wraps it up, don't you think? Yeah, that's been the Y Futters for this week. Uh, yeah. If you want, you can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, and Google Play. And Google Play, yeah. yeah. And if mm. you want, you can like our Facebook page at Y Fighters and or follow our Twitter. Twitter, the Y Fighters. Yeah. Big difference. Yeah. It's, uh, it has the there now? Yeah, exactly. I'm going to post that photo of Ben Affleck. Please do. And but then... it's going to be the photo of me holding the photo of Ben Affleck. Oh, Jesus Christ. Actually, I have it on my Instagram already. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, I know. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. That is also the perfect line using in kids. True. Yeah. That is, that is a good one. That was the one that fucking killed me as a child. Because. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Last little thing. Hearing that was like fucking like just. It was a stab in the heart. You're like, yeah. oh, okay. Because they would look at you and be like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I expected better from you. And you're like, oh, Okay. Man, parents are good at guilt tripping. Oh, yeah. Part of me, I, I'm scared to have kids one day, scared of children. But uh, part of me also, like, I don't know. I think I'd be, like, eager to fucking pull that shit. You know? As weird as I that guess, sounds. Yeah. I don't know. I, I want the experience of teaching someone, teaching something, molding a small miniature version of me. But yeah. I can do that via cloning. True. Yeah, mini me, Doctor Evil. Exactly. Didn't that guy die? Yeah, he did. Oh, Vern Troyer, or whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, Vern Troyer. Yeah. yeah, that's what you get though when you're like they're not built to fucking live. Jesus Christ, Travis. Yeah, and you, no, when true. you're when you're cloned from Doctor Evil, you're not built to live. 
Oh, it's true, but like it's you know you only <laughs> this is gonna sound Fuck awful, off. but it reminds me that there was a Gordon Ramsay, uh, m- well, dwarf porn lookalike, yeah, uh, who who Got died eaten by badgers, didn't he? <laughs> they found his body in a fucking badger den. Yeah, and that sounds awful, but like of all places, of all places, the things where critters go to die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I um. Sometimes life has a cruel sense of humor. And uh, this has been the Y-Fighters. Don't let this sour your opinion of the show, please. Uh, my name is Josh. Or say I've been Josh. And I've been Travis? What the fuck? I don't know. I'm Josh. And I'm Travis. Toodaloo. <laughs> <laughs>